1: Welcome to Season 2, Episode 33 of Comic Book Nation, the official podcast of ComicBook.com. I'm your host, Kofi Outlaw. With me today, we're just keeping it with the gang gang. It is Janelle Wheeler. Hey, everybody. And Matthew Aguilar. What up? And you don't see him, but Rich is here behind the boards, as always. We uh, love Richard. Doing his thing. All right, so we got a lot to talk about today on a variety of good geek-tastic topics. Guys, we're starting to see uh, a light at the end of the tunnel here of this whole quarantine life, there are things happening, things are getting back and slowly rolling into production safely, better be safely, but like we're trying to get up and get going, so things are getting exciting again, we're going to get a little bit of good summer action, maybe not like we thought, but things are going to be kind of exciting for summer, so we're going to start covering a lot of that, we're going to talk about is the Snyder Cut finally happening, look, this has been like an ongoing subplot of this show, but like it may actually be happening, and if not, we have some ideas, so let's go over this. We know now that this summer we're going to be having Umbrella Academy Season 2 on Netflix is coming. We're going to talk about that. There's a new Scream movie. They're bringing it back. Some classic characters. We're going to get excited about that. There's a new Star Wars series rumors. There's a new Star Trek series that's confirmed. Plus, we've got to get into this Rick and Morty infamous Vat of Acid episode, which is like that episode I feel like every season Rick and Morty has. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, and we're going to do some rants and raves, and that's how we're going to do that. Because I didn't read my own show notes, so I just messed that up. But like, we're going to be talking about all this. We're going to do another segment of uh, rants and raves. <laughs> you guys are just getting into the show, uh, it's a thing we took from the old podcast, my uh, good old famous podcast that cannot be named for legal reasons, where we get to rant and/or rave about things we are enjoying or not enjoying in the entertainment industry, and we share them with you guys. So we're going to be—we got a lot packed into that, including revisiting. One of our most controversial grenades on this show ever. This time, Janelle Wheeler's gonna. I almost called you Willer for some reason. <laughs>
2: Janewa.
1: Yeah, Wheeler. <laughs> oh man, that takes me back. <laughs> Want we'll to tell the story about the day my mom you randomly ran into my mom in the grocery store, oh, and that I had was to amazing. try to decipher who she was talking about <laughs> because my mom takes like pieces of everybody's name and then combines them with another names, and I was like she was like uh, do you know a uh, janae and she was like i was like a lanelle and i was like what <laughs> no, i love that and i was like what are you talking <laughs> about oh <my> God, <laughs> you is? have
2: to know me as long as it's not jan or jane i'm no, 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 good no, no
1: no my mom like recombines each like set of <laughs> syllables in your name it's into like, like different I names
3: it's and like that yeah it's like that SNL skit where it has the translator and like yeah. who's, the, who's the, <laughs> what celebrity your parents are talking about and which one? Yeah, the and
1: best. I was just like, who, I mean, exactly, and I was just like, I had to figure that out, but uh, yeah. So now I've come full so circle. So Janewa
2: watched The Joker.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I've become the thing I hate, but also love. Anyway, <laughs> this is getting weird. But anyway, Janelle's watched The Joker, so we're gonna get back into one of that because that was one of our most controversial topics ever.
3: Boom. Yes. And Matt
1: has put a lot of crazy stuff in here. That he's gonna rant and rave about and (laughs) comic books are back i told you we're coming out of this so comic books are starting to come back and matt has the forecast and all that so let's get started at the top justice league the snyder cut like i said it's been a it's been a running theme of the show we're now like what i don't even know how many episodes in are we like all together i forget what
3: the old numbering was from season one so well i don't even know yeah right what what wouldn't we be at 133 yeah i guess i guess that's what it is i think we stopped at 100 so yeah no we should have have, like at this point some sort of like snyder cut jingle it's been part of the show for so long
1: i know janelle you come up with snyder cut jingle for us
3: like
2: all right it's a snyder cut jingle we're jangling along and trying to get this song going give us the snyder cut
1: Thank you. That was a good Snyder that cut. That was thing. awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. So <laughs> now that we're back into the right mood for this, yes, let's talk Snyder cut again, people. So we've been, uh, waiting for this. We've been doing year. I mean, like a year or so of this blipping up every time. Is it coming? Is it coming? We've all had our theories. We've all had ways it could happen. Uh, HBO max, and we've even pitched, like make a documentary out of it, but it, it seems that this could be happening. We had a uh, heroic Hollywood reporting that, uh, Zack Snyder actually showed a cut of it to Warner Brothers executives. And uh, it was pleased. And now the question is, why is this happening, if it's true? And where could we maybe get the Snyder cut? So I kind of just been thinking about this and mulling this over. I still think they, it was just kind of still addressing the question of, how do you put this out and make it PR friendly for fans, but also the studio and do it in a way that's an event as a content event that benefits you without having to put a bunch of crazy money into finishing a movie. That's never going to lead to a trilogy. And so what I kind of was been mulling over was yesterday as this was all unfolding. I also had to do an article because Zack Snyder announced that he's doing another watch party because he did one for Batman and Superman V Superman and you know, I think it was still early. People weren't really like, necessarily tuning into that, but that turned up a whole kind of crazy treasure trove of content where people were just things he said or revealed or shared and kind of addressed later. Like people, I mean, we were talking about it and reporting on it for a while. So now yeah. he's doing one for Man of Steel, and that seems like it's already becoming a much bigger event. Like People, it's catching on. The word's catching on, and like, people are knowing now that he's established that he's doing this. And so I thought like, maybe this is where this could all be headed. I don't know anything. This is just speculation, but I thought maybe this would be the best way to do it. Like in the end, just do a justice league Snyder cut watch party with Snyder himself being the person to kind of like debut and have it through the studio, like on HBO max or something like that as an exclusive event, but have him do like a kind of a live watch party type deal. And, therefore you don't have to put any more money into finishing this because it would literally just be him saying like, here we were going to do like X, Y, and Z, and this would be really cool, which is what people have gotten accustomed to following Zack Snyder doing over like the last year or two anyway. And people like love just to hear this Justice League could have been stuff. And so just have him do it as a watch party event and tell fans about it and like have it do a thing because it looks good for him. If it's in conjunction with the studio, it looks good for the studio. It looks like they're playing nice and everybody's cool about it. And like he's like far enough away they can laugh about the whole thing and just talk about it in retrospect without anybody getting their feelings hurt. And fans get the closure that they wanted. And like I said, you don't have to put any more money into like finishing this thing. You just throw whatever you have. It would drive revenue. Yeah.
2: Maybe to Vero because that's his favorite social media platform (laughs) and I don't understand at all.
1: No, no, nobody does. I think that's like a filmmakers' like thing for some reason. Like, I asked
2: be. Matt at the yeah. beginning of this. I was like, I think, "Hey, like, does he Mangold's- have stock in that or something?" Because yeah, he's he, obsessed man, with Bero. I,
1: <laughs> I think I think like Mangold's the only other person. I think we ever like James Mangold. I think, yeah, I yeah. <laughs> there's
3: like two people. And <laughs> yeah. they, they release all their stuff on there, and so yeah, I, I, but I agree though. I think that way because ultimately, I would, and I feel like people who are interested in this kind of thing really want. A, a mix of just like the movie, but they also want to know why certain choices were made. And oh, that's yeah. what made that first event where he had it in person and the meet and greet and stuff. So popular was that people like got to go and not just watch the movie with him, but then they got to ask questions in a Q and a, Q&A, and then they got to like get autographs and stuff. And then people were asking questions while he was signing stuff. And that's how, like at this point, this thing is so mythical that people want to know how it, went down just as much as well, what's the movie. And I feel like releasing ultimately a commentary track to the full thing would be, you know, something that that's, I feel like that's what people really want is to watch the movie and then hear him over top of it. A party yeah. like this, a quarantine watch party type thing, is the next best thing, and yeah, you don't have to do a physical release either, so it's even better for the studio because if you could figure
1: to- out how to
2: stream It'd it really over fun.
3: over HBO Max, like a live, yeah,
1: like a live streaming event, and just have yeah. people do it. Like you would just get people to sign up for that thing. Like crazy. I would, yeah,
2: yeah. that's yeah. a great idea. Mm-hmm. I mean, Absolutely. if
1: only because that event alone and the possibility of doing stuff like that, like launching it at now, would be like.
3: Be a good way to get ahead, but does Warner Brothers think that far ahead? I don't know. That's the that's the thing. Right? <laughs> yeah, like yeah. this is that's a great idea. Will does this? Has the studio have enough forethought to be like, yeah, we can totally. I mean, how many times have we seen companies do this free? <coughs> I mean, Disney Plus did it with the Verizon thing, right? They locked yeah. in a bunch of people right off the bat. Right, <laughs> <great laughs> it, <syrup> it stuff. <laughs> Right yeah like 3 years for him. So like you get all those number boosts at the beginning, it makes a difference because people see the big number. Also people like me who signed up for Gamefly and then just didn't cancel it for like 6 months. Yeah. <laughs> like that happens. So all if you just us. get them in 7 a 7-day seven trial and check out the Snyder cut, you're going to get half of those people that do not cancel and they're just going to be on for another month. Like this really is a no brainer I just don't I don't know if there is enough distance between when it happened and now for Snyder and Warner Brothers to be in that Goody goody, like hug each other. Space. I don't. I don't know. If Super
2: hopeful any- until I started chatting with you before we we hit record. I was like, Oh, this is gonna happen. Like this. Ju- I know. I'm sorry. All signs point <laughs> to yes. And then I, I got on here blanket.
3: and I'm sorry. Yeah,
2: Matt's like, Yeah, I don't think so. I'm like, uh, Oh no. I was really excited well, about
3: it. He tries to sell me as that person, but see, but as <laughs>
2: I told her, <laughs> we all are that person sometimes. Well,
3: I'm sorry, not Janelle. As I told Linnell.
2: I I am
3: hopeful for it. I want it to happen. I want to see this thing. Me too. I just I just don't know if that's the thing. I don't know. But to be proven wrong. Yeah. Well, we'll wait and see. We're
1: gonna move right along. Snyder Cup, we're gonna hope this finally comes to some kind of resolution. 2020 will have accomplished something. All right, moving right along to something that is a little bit more positive. We are looking for what we can be watching this summer, and you know, the movie slate got wiped out, so the TV slates kinda hurt. And uh, but there are some things that are coming our way and there's some things to be excited about. And one of them and two series that we're really all excited for to return are, of course, Amazon's The Boys. But Netflix's Umbrella Academy, which was a breakout hit. Uh, I don't even remember. Was that last year or the year
3: before? It feels like it was like three years ago.
1: <laughs> yeah, I can't even
3: remember. <laughs> it
1: was a different world. It was, it pre- was last year. Though, I
3: haven't yet. watched it In yet. the
1: pre-virus world, we got Umbrella Academy. And uh, yeah, I mean, that turned out to be a really kind of entertaining adaptation of the graphic novel and a really kind of hit for Netflix. It was on this string of hits that Netflix just started dropping. Um, and so we're happy
2: to have that back. And it's coming back July 31st. That's great. Yeah. I'm very excited to try this out. I mean, I really want to watch the show, and you know, wait, wait, wait. You haven't seen the first season? I haven't seen it.
1: Oh no! Man. So
2: I'm so pumped because have you seen I the boys? Oh, I've seen the boys. Oh, yeah, no, thank okay. Huh. But I am excited <laughs> I'm to watch this that because glass I am <laughs> I'm running out of things to watch, you guys. So I'm actually pumped that floor. I didn't see this. I'm also really pumped that I didn't see the Joker in the theater <laughs> because I actually have. Things to look forward to now. Yeah. I mean, Very nice. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, no, Umbrella there Academy is. is a good time. And uh, yeah, definitely check that out. We'll check in. We'll see what you thought when you get a chance to uh, binge that.
2: I'll probably binge um, it this week. Yeah. It's a good show. Good
1: show. Yeah. It's a good show. And I'm
2: excited. Like,
1: yeah. Like I said, the only thing is to say it's coming back July 31st and we're happy because we need content. And there was a big kind of uh, big cliffhanger at the end of last season, which I'm trying to remember now, and I'm acting like I
3: remember, but I barely. I kind of feel like I would because I'm excited. Like I, I really enjoyed Umbrella Academy, but man, Boys really like took the wind out of its sails. Like I feel like Boys came along and just robbed all the conversation of. Like that yeah, that's show. what
2: happened to me. Yeah. Cause I, it, it got lost. In you know what I mean? And me. They're both
3: great. And they're yeah. both, it's not like they're the same premise or anything, but it's right. just that I just feel like the conversation that was around, there was a buzz around Umbrella Academy and then mm-hmm. boys just kind of sucked all the air out of the room. It really did. And you know, well, this, is here's so the good, deal. this is
1: how far back you're going to have to remember Well when Umbrella Academy came out, it was, it was Umbrella Academy versus deadly class.
3: Yeah, jeez. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: And Umbrella Academy wiped the floor with Deadly Class, and Deadly Class got canceled. And I love Deadly Class, so I was kind of mad about that. I actually enjoyed that show. But uh, so and then Umbrella Academy was standing there like the champ, like yeah. And then off the top rope with the, <laughs> with the arm buckle <laughs> came the boys out of nowhere, and like Umbrella Academy's just been down on the mat ever since. And, um, and the boys are just standing there like yeah. So, yeah. like, I don't know, man. Like, it, nobody saw that coming. Like, it was this whole, I remember all the articles. Oh, and why Deadly Class is better than Umbrella Academy? Umbrella Academy, why this is better than Deadly Class? And then, you know, yeah, the boys came along with that slow burn kind of hype. <sighs> yeah. And now everybody's like, oh, the boys season two is what I need. So, I'm not hating though. Umbrella Academy
3: was, uh Yeah. Like Anissa watched the thing and saw the thing. I was like, "Oh, Umbrella Academy's coming." She goes, "Oh, that's cool. When is Boys coming?" And I'm like, <laughs> 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 "Well, that's that's a lot of people are asking." That. Oh yeah, they went back in allowed. time and they're
1: teenagers now. So like, yeah, this is gonna be a crazy season coming up. Like, and so yeah, it should be good. Yeah, should be a good time. But uh, yeah, so it is a good that we'll have this and the boys. I'm not. I'm not. I like in this summer. In the desert, I need two pools of water, so I'll take both. You, you know need two I mean? hot to handle season two.
2: Oh, God, no. <laughs> don't get me started, baby. Don't get no. me started.
3: Uh,
1: I had an analogy for that earlier, but I wasn't going to drop it because I don't want to give like, Janelle too many like, stress tremors like about this. <laughs> All right, let's move right along. Oh yeah, scream! I had to <laughs> change. Oh, I'm s-
2: th- I'm really excited about this, which is why I did an ASMR situation just now. No, was I heard it
1: soothing, <laughs> very like relaxing, soothing. I don't know. What you go through those creep? That was like you just creeping on the mic.
2: I don't know, man. This brings back memories from like high school. I'm really excited of about what? this.
1: What kind of memories, Janelle? You <laughs> tell. Of Hold on. Everyone dressing
2: up as the scream dude. <laughs> Like, wait, it wasn't. Uh, that was middle school for me. But whatever, everyone was the Scream dude. Yeah, for Halloween. Mean, yeah. Everyone.
1: I had a whole series of those masks. You know. Yes. Yeah. And we all. Yeah, they were for Halloween.
2: Memories. Yeah. <laughs> Shush. Other special occasions.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: All right. We're gonna when we get back. We're gonna take a break. But when we get back, we're gonna talk about Scream and what's happening on the Scream front, and possibly a little personal therapy as well. So stay tuned for all of that.
4: Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash rs10 today.
1: All right, so why are we all whispering scream and yelling about scream and talking about scream before that ad break? Because there's a new scream movie coming, and we knew that. I mean, we had talked about that before, but... It's back on our radar this week because they added a very important casting announcement. Drum roll, please. David Arquette is coming back to the Scream franchise as Dewey. And, you know, I've just been listening to a lot of 90s music and stuff lately, and it's just like a little blast of the 90s making me feel good right now. Yeah. Since 2000s has been such a suck fest from like... Zero zeros. <laughs> we 20. gotta like focus yeah. on
2: the past, yeah, man. Gotta go.
1: I'm reverting. I watched
2: Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure the other day, oh, and it was yeah. pure joy. Just yeah,
1: man. Happy. Some back to the Future. <laughs> I'll take some Scream. Yeah. So, oh, like I mean, this is good. Um. So the group Radio Silence, who has made who they made Ready or Not, which is their kind of latest hit, which was a great movie, but they were all in those VHS. There with that whole group of like Death Note guy Adam Wingard and that whole kind of. School of horror filmmakers They're going to come back and do the Scream franchise And they've kind of been teasing That they found a way to crack the nut Because of course this isn't just a horror movie Scream was Wes Craven's self Kind of meta referential Commentary on horror movies While still being a slasher film And that was kind of the whole theme of that Whole series and it was great And so it's kind of like been a tough nut To crack because it's like how do you get more Meta on something that was already So meta about a genre like, how do you make a movie about drama commentary while also commentary, like commenting on the film franchise that you're still making? Like, it's yes, it boggles the mind. So, but they seem it's to have not a sequel,
2: now. right? It's not a sequel; it's a remake. Is that what they're? Sa- I I thought that's what they were claiming, but how are they going to make it a remake
3: when you have the same character? Age? Yeah, right? I'm yeah. a little.
2: Is that is that right? Am I correct? Is that what they're saying? I think it's
3: kind of vague. Yeah, I thought that as well, actually, that it was, it wasn't at first, it was vague. It was not said like, oh, it's a sequel. It was kind of like a reimagining. But yeah, once you get Dewey in here, uh, it's kind of hard to not acknowledge like what happened, you know? Yeah,
1: Um, but you could, I mean, you could just make, there's a lot of ways that Scream could do that. He could be like, I don't know. There's just, it's you know, you yeah, could do it like an anthology
3: series, and then yeah. have him be like the Sid of Final Fantasy. Like, there's always a Dewey, and he's different every time. It <laughs> says that, basically what they're saying now. That?
1: What they're saying now is okay. Here's what we have: plot details have not been revealed. It will not be a film completely free of ties to the stories of its screen predecessors. Aha! Like uh-huh. dear Watson. So... In the case, okay, so okay. what they say, the filmmakers say it's impossible to fully express how much Wes Craven's work in the Scream movies, in particular, mean to us as fans and have influenced us as storytellers. Kevin Williamson's incredible stories have entertained, and inspired us for decades, and we're insanely honored to have the opportunity to be part of the cinematic world they built. And the amazing, in the amazing script does the legacy justice. And we're in while bringing the next chapter of Scream to life. So, well, it's another that's one other... of these kind of like honor the past, moving thing forward. Type deals, which is what like a lot of these kind of things are. How
2: cool would it be if they we made the soundtrack throwback songs, like all '90s songs that were not used on the original soundtrack? Like put them on there instead I mean, of current yeah. songs.
1: I would take a I'll take I'm, a '90s. I, I think I made it clear. I will take a '90s throwback. Can they right
2: set it in the '90s? Like, can, can we just make it all about? The, I'm I'm not feeling the time we're in right now. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so I'm like, (laughs) I'm good at that. And they've tried to do like, I mean, they've tried to do modern scream and stuff like that. And it's like, yeah, so.
3: Well, then there was like scream queens, which was really good. I thought for the first, like yeah no, that scream was
2: queens was brilliant yeah, yeah they did a great job yeah but
3: then no, at some good. point right it becomes Season like you get like so you know, meta you get so yeah. meta and you keep going and like everything's ironic rick and, and then there's no yeah, stakes rick
1: and morty <laughs> so yeah no but i agree Poor so shadowy. you gotta you gotta really it's gonna be interesting to see what they do this what they do with, with this rather All right, so moving along from Scream and uh, David Arquette's coming back. That's the headline. We're excited. We're hearing rumors of a Star Wars TV series for Disney Plus that could be centered around Rosario Dawson's Ahsoka Tano, which is great. I mean, there's not a lot. I mean, if you've been following this, we've already kind of said that we would love to see this. And there's kind of a suggestion it could be the one that we're getting from uh, Leslie Headland, who is going the Russian doll, Netflix's Russian doll showrunner, who has been confirmed by Lucasfilm as making a new kind of Star Wars TV show. And Lucasfilm has just said she's making it. When the trades came out and reported before the official announcement, they said it's a female-centric Star Wars show. And of course, the two biggest guesses have been that it would be about Ahsoka Tano or Dr. Uh, what's her name? I forgot. Afra. Afra. I almost said Afra, and I was like, that is not right. <laughs> Um, so Word today, you <laughs> know, uh, basically like, yeah. And, and it looks like this could be actually now more. Cause it's coming from this guy, Daniel RPK, who we trust. He's a, he's a pretty trusted insider. And this, seems to line up and make sense with a lot of things. The character has been never been more popular because of Clone Wars in the final season and kind of really tying off her story and launching her and her presence throughout. The franchise has been this kind of cult hit on the animated side, but now she'll be making the jump to live action in The Mandalorian Season 2 and there's this big gap in her storyline between the early days of the Empire before Luke Skywalker and where The Mandalorian picks up after the Empire's fall that we don't know a lot about ahsoka in that time period because what we last see during star wars rebels is she appears to help the rebel the uh, star wars rebels crew who were an early precursor to the rebel alliance search and solve this mystery with sith holocrons and fight darth maul and she eventually has to have a duel with Darth vader which she almost gets killed in but uh ezra bridger uses this place beyond between realms which is like star war star Wars is like weird Nexus time hopping dimension. And he pulled her out of the duel and kind of saved her life. Um, And then the series ended with him being stuck in that dimension with Admiral Fraun, who's another very popular star Wars villain and Ahsoka and Sabine Wren. Sabine Wren gave up the dark saber to uh, Bo-Katan Kryze, who is also going to be in the Mandalorian season two played by Katie Sackhoff. And so she gave up the mantle of leadership, so she could help Ahsoka go search for Ezra in this weird other dimension. So we have no idea what happens from there, and that's before Luke Skywalker came of age. This is like when Luke Skywalker is a young boy, and we have no idea what happens between then and when uh, an older Ahsoka, uh, presumably played by Rosario Dawson, will show up in The Mandalorian. So there's a whole gap of time for that to play with. So this series would be able to fill that in. And Ahsoka has been kind of now become the custodian of Star Wars and filling in (laughs) gaps in the storyline and helping with these kind of intercool stories. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no. (laughs) No, thank goodness for her because she's a great character and the stories they craft around her actually do fill in a lot of important gaps in the Mm -hmm. storyline. So yeah, we could get that filled in. and then So this would line up and I wouldn't be kind of upset with that happening i mean the doctor after thing sounded cool too i mean and that sounds like a really cool character but this is not a bad thing if this is true um and so kind of hoping for that anybody else
2: other rumor or is it con- it's not confirmed in any way yet
1: no, it's it's just part of a growing string of rumor that just keeps getting okay. thicker and thicker. Um, nobody is... I mean, technically, <laughs> Pretty much nobody, everything
2: Star Wars is that way, yeah. so we're good. Yeah,
1: That's nobody fair. has actually come out and said, Rosario Dawson's doing this okay. in The Mandalorian. That's not... She's talked about it and said, like, I hope it comes together, which could be, actor speak, for like, yeah, if they get my series together and my contracts, <laughs> right? Yeah, like, right. Like, oh, my yeah. gosh. So, like, yeah, she... Um, so she has said it, you know, there are talks she's confirmed her happening, but no, nobody's confirmed that she is Ahsoka. Lucasfilm has never said it. They never announced her for The Mandalorian Season 2, and the series has never been confirmed. We just know there is a new TV series coming, and that The Mandalorian Season 2 is coming.
3: Yeah. And yeah. I, I mean, I'm all right. for uh, Dr. Afra getting a series at some point. Yeah. That doesn't necessarily mean it has to be this one, and... Kind of like you said, like all the other things that are kind of out there, it makes a lot of sense for this to be tied to... if Because she's already been confirmed for Mandalorian, you know what I mean? It makes sense to build... If you're going to get a star like Rosario Dawson, and Rosario I trust because I'd love her in pretty much anything. So if you're going to get a star of her caliber to be a character, that character is probably going to have more screen time, even if it's not in Mandalorian season two, because that's not her show, right? That's based on another lead character. So it would make sense for them to get her own show to build out to give her the time and and spotlight that that demands so i mean it makes total sense i'm cool with afra getting a thing down the line the good news is like she's getting another comic series there's there's no shortage of time and stuff for her to get so that can be you can play with that later on but for this it does make sense and so i'm cool with either but i mean i'm, I'm excited
1: yeah i mean it doesn't have to be either or with the star yeah. wars ladies i want both So, you know, I want both. All right, moving right along from Star Wars. So that's the rumored show. The one that is confirmed is we are getting a Star Trek new series, uh, Star Trek Strange New Worlds. And I'm actually really excited about this one. I've made no secret that I'm a big fan of the new Star Trek series on the excellent CBS All Access, uh, Star Trek Discovery and Star Trek Picard. I really like Discovery and I really like Discovery season two in particular because uh, Discovery set as a prequel to the original Star Trek series. But it's about a very different experimental ship that was kind of left off the logs of Starfleet that nobody knows about for reasons you find out in the show. But season two brought in the original Enterprise uh, and the precursor to James T. Kirk and the captain of that ship was Captain Pike. And they cast Anson Mount, who was the star of Inhumans. Uh, Who played Black Bolton and Humans As Captain Pike Yeah, as Captain Pike (laughs) They put Rebecca Romaine as number one Who was this kind of character From the original Star Trek series pilot who like got cut out but then they brought her back for this and people were like really super happy about it and um oh man i just forget i just blanked on his name i did actually read him did some ethan peck as this version of spock that was really super cool uh who turned out that the kind of main character sonequa martin green's character in discovery is actually his adopted sister spock and they had this weird relationship and this version of spock was very kind of yeah they uh, are
2: blowing like, my mind
1: yeah no it's, it's I'm pretty over nif-
2: here googling I'm like okay I've yeah, got Yeah and it. it's
1: and it's actually a deep story because Spock's only half Vulcan and she was like this little black girl who like got adopted by this half Vulcan half human family um, when her parents were killed and so she was raised with Spock and there's reasons you they retcon why you don't know about this in like the original series but uh, yeah this version of Spock was like kind of obsessed and more violent and he's not yet as kind of settled in on his identity and that was the arc of Discovery Season 2 was how did Spock become Spock and Pike become Pike and how did that crew on the Enterprise become who we met by the time like James Kirk comes into the picture and all that. And so this series is a spinoff of that and it follows that that crew now that they're established on the Enterprise and, and they're into this whole kind of thing. And the Captain Pike they did was great. He's a religious man and still like a scientific guy and there's a whole arc about that in Discovery. And Anson Mountain really just nailed that out of the park and was a fantastic character. And so this, as a kind of old school Star Trek geek, like this is the Star Trek. If you're the person who's been complaining that Discovery is too dark and weird and You know cursing and all that stuff, and Picard was depressing in its kind of Logan-ish ways of looking at what became of Jean-Luc Picard in the world, then this is the one for you, because Star Trek Strange New Worlds is exactly what you got into the original series for. It's this kind of Gene Roddenberry thing about optimism and discovery of new worlds and making peace with different worlds. It discusses things like religion versus science and does that very kind of on-the-nose Star Trek You know, sci-fi parables type deal and. The character work is ac- excellent by all the actors. They're already established and the kind of the mythos you can play with from the original series is is just vast and rich and eventually you're going to get to a storyline with Kirk coming into the picture and him and Spock kind of having that conflict and you get to play with that all over again. So this is, this is exciting and I'm kind of excited for it because this is the throwback Star Trek series you, you probably want with the kind of new age technology behind it and this is The kind of most classic retro Star Trek vibes you're probably going to get, and so uh, if If you need something optimistic right about now, pick.
2: If one was to just start getting into like the Trek side of everything, where is a good starting point? Like, where should you? Where can you start off your journey? Like, do you need to watch? The because thr- I my parents used to watch them, but I don't remember the storylines because I was watching these shows as a kid periodically, and I wasn't following the storylines. I just kind of. Um, I think
1: like it depends. Like if you're gonna watch Star Trek Discovery, you can just kind of start watching that because it is a prequel and it is before everything else. You just got to know there's a Kirk and a Spock and, a, and the basic thing of the Enterprise
2: for that. The newer movies, the new release movies, which were great in my yeah. opinion, but yeah. I'd love to like. I don't know. Expand well, my knowledge. Yeah, if you're talking
1: about TV, then like you can start with Discovery and just watch it as its own thing. Okay. And then you could like move to something like Strange New Worlds if it's up and running by then. Um, yeah. If you're gonna watch something like Picard, I would say you have to. For Picard, you actually have to go back
4: okay.
1: about and watch a lot of Star Trek: The Next Generation. But I
2: remember him. Specifically, yeah. like th- I think that was around the time that I was watching the show. I just didn't watch it yeah. in order. It was no, just- but
1: yeah, for Picard, you'd have to watch Star Trek: okay. The Next Generation. Um, some key arcs at least. Okay. You'd have to watch like when Picard became a Borg. You'd have to watch every all kinds of key storylines about Commander Data and his evolution. So and- cool. And- Androids, and if you watched all those, um, and also some things in Deep Space Nine about the big war between like. Yeah, the big Dominion War and all that stuff. And what happened to Romulus and a couple of the movies. You got to watch uh, First Contact. You got to watch mm-hmm. Nemesis. Nemesis especially because that's the last Star Trek generation movie. And okay. that feeds right into Picard. So you got to watch all those. I mean, I, though, I'm in
2: quarantine. So yeah.
1: yeah so <laughs> you, there you go. did
3: say you wanted things to watch.
2: <laughs> I yeah. do. I'm, I'm pumped. I so love all the recommendations. To say, Picard
1: takes a little bit more backstory investment for you. To right. Kind
2: of I, I back love back. that, though. Yeah. I love that. I'm a Doctor Who person. Yeah, I mean, you're built for this. You can handle this. I
3: honestly think too, because you like Doctor Who personally. I think Next Generation is the one you would probably enjoy the most.
1: Yeah, no, Next Gen is still the classic, and and like that's what got me into this because my dad's kind of a sci-fi geek, and around the dinner table, it was already it was always on around dinner time, so we watched it, and so.
3: Those are like burned into my head. Yeah. Like you know? just cause of tone, like they're funny. Yeah. They're sometimes they're like, it, it handles tone very well. Like it'll go from one episode to like being super dramatic and serious. And then it goes to another one and it's more a beat and they balance that throughout yeah. the seasons. And Picard is this even keel presence that, you know, like these characters you, you grow and appreciate. I mean, personally, if you like doctor who I feel like, of course it's not as, it can get wacky, but it's not as wacky as sometimes Doctor Who can get. But uh, and that, I wacky. mean that in a good way. By the way, because I love, <laughs> I love the look as someone who likes yes, <laughs> Eccleston no space whales, and really, no yeah. one, yeah, like no space one likes that Doctor. <laughs> I love, see, yeah, uh, I love that. Anyway, so not the angels, on that the best. Oh my God, yes. Okay, yes. I am not yes. as hardcore. A, uh, I know a, a Doctor Who person as you right. are. Yeah, my and time. I always rep Deep
1: Space Nine as one Can of the best Star Trek. you see my Trek.
2: TARDIS back there?
1: Yeah, and your Link Shield, we see it all. Thank you, Geek. thank
2: you.
1: Uh, yeah, no, Deep Space Nine, uh, and I also always recommend that because Deep Space Nine was one of my favorite Star Trek shows of all time, and still is for, it's just excellent. Um, and one of the most interesting because it's about a station instead of like a ship. And it's about this cross section station that everybody comes through. And
3: I'm just yeah. excited for like as someone who's not the biggest Trekkie, Like I'm not the biggest Trek fan. I, I like the next generation. That's really kind of the one I, I stayed with. I never really I would try do Space Nine or Voyager or uh and the what was the one on UPN? Was that Enterprise? Uh, just, Enterprise, yeah, yeah, or Scott, like Scott bacula yeah, 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 right. So <laughs> I would try. I would dabble. I like the movies. Like the first movie, I thought was really good, the J.J. Abrams movie. But like, you know, the second, not so much. But um I, as a dabbler, I am just actually just really excited for Trek fans because like it feels like it's just this renaissance of great content that you know is kind of what that community wanted for so long. So I'm just uh, happy. for. It. And I
1: like it that it's coming in different flavors. And I like yeah. that they're adding specifically this flavor because there has been a, a very vocal part of the fandom that has said, like, we feel like we're not getting represented by these new series or too dark or not as optimistic, you know, all this stuff. Yeah. And so, you know, for all the gritty, edgy DC stuff, you know, you need some Superman throwback and this is their throwback. So, all right. Well, moving right along next, we're going to, we're going to get into our deep dive segment. And this week we're going to do some rants and raves. So everybody's going to take their rants and raves. I'm going to talk about that. uh, What's going on in TV movies and everything in between. So stay tuned for that. All right. I'm up, and in my rants and raves this week, I wanted to touch on the Rick and Morty Vat of Acid episode. So Rick and Morty always has, like, one episode a season that ends up being, like, the talked-about episode episode and I feel like they know it this time because they just set this one up so perfectly. They just called it the, uh, vat of episode, the Vat of Acid episode and said it's that episode. The tagline was that episode where Rick and Morty fall into like a Vat of Acid, yo, or something like that. <laughs> and basically, everybody was wondering, of course, it created instant intrigue. Like, what the hell is this Vat of Acid episode going to be? And they showed promos and it showed them jumping in a Vat of Acid like Joker. And, you know, everybody was like, is this going to be like a DC spoof? Like what? Okay, so spoilers for Rick and Morty's Vat of Acid episode. I'm going to say spoilers for Rick and Morty's Vat of Acid episode. So this episode, I will say, because we were hard on Rick and Morty when it came back. They did that meta deconstruction episode kind of knocking on serialized storylines in the canon. And we're just saying, like, we just need Rick and Morty to kind of be Rick and Morty right now. And this episode is very much Rick and Morty to the core. And the premise of it is... It begins with this gag where Rick wants to swindle these intergalactic criminals by jumping into a vat of fake acid that he's made that has like an oxygen tank in the bottom and bones he releases and if people stick things in he shoots it with a laser and it's this whole intricate plan but it goes wrong because when they do it and the bones come up the the leader of the gang has this like very unexpected emotional breakdown he doesn't he like wants to sit there and talk about what just happened and all these things go wrong with the plan and so eventually Morty just gets up and just kills them and they get out (laughs) and they're just like and Morty's just ragging on Rick that this was the stupidest plot device plan like ever. like And Rick's trying to say how much of a genius he is. He's like, I don't believe in you anymore and all this stuff. And he's like, you probably couldn't even... He, he's like, you're not a genius. You couldn't even invent this idea he's, that I came up with, which is a saved point. A save point device, which you can save your point in life and then do whatever you want and then revert back to your save point. And so Rick makes it just to spite Morty and say, here, I made this and I can. And so it becomes this sequence of things that Morty does to just test out like he sees an old man on the corner in a wheelchair and he pushes him into the street and kills him and then like reverts back and actually just helps him across the street. And, like, and, <laughs> it, 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 and he does every kind of creepy <laughs> like <laughs> creepy, perverted kind of like weird. He does suicide so by man. cop. Uh-huh. like ev- All this messed up stuff. This whole montage of stuff he does to use the save point device. And then it goes into this weird segue where he meets this girl and actually falls in love and starts to have this whole relationship And this kind of like Upstyle montage Which then turns into The movie uh, Alive Because they're on a plane And they crash And it becomes Alive slash the gray With Liam Neeson Where he goes off To like find help And has to fight off wolves And he finds a phone and he has to like Dial 911 With his bloody Like froze fighting finger Like falling off And he gets rescued And they go back And he goes back To having a happy life With his girl And like His life is like Perfect and everything But then one day His dad Jerry Finds a little vice and accidentally (laughs) presses the button and reverts (laughs) it back to a safe point. (laughs) And like (sighs) he goes and tries to talk to the girl and like she doesn't know what he's talking about of course and he keeps trying to like do it over and over again but he can never like rekindle this relationship he had and so he finally just gives up and like learns this lesson and comes to Rick and says I learned like you can't just like, get all infinite do Sometimes life is just, like, you know, basically the way it is. Yeah. And so then you think, like, that's it. But then the episode takes this horrible twist where Rick reveals to him that because he kept saying that he doesn't do stupid things like time travel, he said, basically, if Ant-Man and the Wasp can do it, I won't do it. <laughs> like, And so Rick and Morty, like, refuses to do time travel. So he was like, you know, Morty keeps saying, like, this was time travel. And he's like, oh, no, it's not time travel. And so he reveals to him that he had given him a device that basically works as a prestige advice if you've ever seen the movie the prestige that takes him to a dimension where the conditions he wants to try out or the conditions he wants to revert back to he's actually killing off a morty in that dimension and taking his place and so he's murdered like infinite amount of mortys that rick shows him and basically because morty comes in like his whole thing was there's consequences to life you have to just live with those you have to live with consequences in life and so he's like, yeah, this is what you did. You murdered all these Mortys. It's the prestige. Like, he shows him all the people he killed, like, and the prestige and the versions of himself. And then he shows him, he lets the cops and everybody, like, find him. And he's like, now you can face the consequences or you can jump in this vat of acid. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, Morty has to jump in the vat of acid. He makes him say, he makes him kiss the vat of acid, jump in it, and tell him it's, like, the greatest idea ever. And his whole point is, like, never question my genius again and that's oh like God. wow <laughs> and yeah and it is so and Jeez. i'm a fan of dark comedy if you can't tell yeah and uh yeah the point where the twist comes in and he just shows him like this is the prestige like you've murdered infinite number of clones of you or like infinite number of versions of yourself to just do this little thing you were doing like it it's, that's a mind blower yeah but that's amazing. So, twisted and funny and messed up that it was just perfect and this one will go down as one of rick and morty's funniest episodes and i love it so rick and morty's uh great also charlie was right i hate saying things like that but charlie was right um if you haven't been watching the justin roiland rick and morty creators other show solar opposites mm. on hulu is hilarious um it's kind of the classic it, it is basically what Futurama in this to the Simpsons and American dad is to family guy. This is to Rick and Morty. So it is kind of more of a sitcomy f- thing with like lessons and stuff like that. It's not as irreverent and stuff, um, yeah. but it's really good. And Charlie's right. There's an entire subplot in the show because these aliens kids just keep shrinking people down and throwing them in this little kind of like diorama wall. They've, they've built into their wall, this entire like little ant farm type thing. And there's a whole subplot about the people having this overthrow of society <laughs> um, inside the wall. And it is amazing. And so I need to check actually, that out. That yeah, is one. actually. So is it's actually a really funny show. Also last but not least, I haven't done it yet. This is a true confession time. Um, guys. I've never watched avatar. The last airbender. I've, I've never seen it. So
3: yeah. I mean, you got, there's, Perfect time to start, right? Yeah. Yeah. I know you're
1: not an anime crowd, but I just like cashed in some of my anime cred. So I've never seen it and it's on Netflix now. So
3: I'm going to start and we're going to do this together. That's awesome. All right. Oh, I wonder if I should like me too. I wonder if like, that should be a community thing. Like we all watch.
2: Yeah.
3: Cause like I've seen bits and pieces. I've never watched like all the way through. And like, I'm the same with Cora. Like I've watched bits and pieces of Cora, but never like watched the whole thing. So I, You know, I wonder if we should make that a project. Yeah, should.
1: So I'm going to get started on that. Those are my rants and raves. Uh, Janelle's up. And Janelle took a dip into the world of Joker. Oh,
2: gosh. Okay, so let me first start this off with, I watched this movie as a fan of the Joker. He's my favorite villain. I love the Joker portrayed in so many different ways. I'm very, like, I'm not hypercritical Mm -hmm. on anything Joker. Because it's just... I go in I love already your softball
1: way of saying I rep Jared Leto's Joker.
2: <laughs> I love Jared Leto's Joker the way he looks. Okay. I like to call co- Like I, I cosplayed as him. It was the most ballin', super edgy. Awesome. I can't curse. I'm trying not to curse right now. It I was like super a, edgy. Awesome. Though. Super That's edgy. Awesome. Edgy instead of the, you know, other words. Um, but yeah, I, anyways, I went in with a really open mind. Um, I think when it came out in theaters, um, something had happened. Um, not to dive in too much about personal life, but uh, I was—I lost someone to gun violence, and I just didn't want to go see it in the theater. I wasn't equipped for it. I didn't—I heard that it was like really heavy with mental health, and, all, and I just did not feel like I was in a headspace to go see it, so I didn't. You weren't um, alone.
1: There was a whole segment. There was a whole segment on this show about female viewers and what. Because I think yeah. each of our wives were both were like, no. no. <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean, it was really, <laughs> I, it's not anything again. it was just the time in my life didn't, it, I wasn't really in the mood. I needed more lighthearted things um, at the time. So anyways, you, I'm, I'm really glad I, I got to see it. And yeah. this is not to
1: make fun of your situation, but you chose yeah. now, <laughs> the global pandemic. So yeah, like, I know. Let's get know. into this.
2: But, um, well, I did go into it and I was like, all right, I got to watch this early in the evening so that I can f- go transition to how I met your mother before bed because (laughs) I don't want that to be on my mind before I was really going into it thinking this is going to be terrible. Like I'm going to like have a really hard time with this movie. And it actually pleasantly surprised me. I loved it. My fiance is obsessed with it. He, he was like, Oh my God, this is amazing. Oh my gosh. We need to make sure like look up, make sure that he won best lead actor. And I'm, so I'm Googling and making sure that, you know, awards were given and all of those things. Um, yeah, we loved it. I loved it. Uh, I thought it was a really cool perspective. Again, I don't, I give me all Joker everything every day, all day long. I what love you guys this. Plan take if on it. Didn't
1: get the award. Were you guys going to like ride on the Academy. Yeah.
2: He was, he was about to just like go to LA and just, I don't know, throw some bows. I don't know, but, throw some bows. <laughs> but, um, yeah, but I really enjoyed it. I liked it a lot. It wasn't as heavy as I thought it was going to be. Yes. It was disturbing, but I watched things like the walking dead and uh, high-violence movies and TV shows and things like that. So, um, you know, mental health uh, is a huge topic. I know it's it's kind of getting... Um, it's time to be spoken about openly. It's getting movies made about it. As people are feeling more yeah, free to talk about
1: it. everybody going freaking shining in their houses. Now everybody yeah, needs to exactly. talk about mental health. But like, it's
2: good. I feel like it's good for things like this to be addressed finally. Um, and
1: hey, My mom's a psychiatric I, nurse. So I'm with you.
2: Yeah, I really loved. I never thought about the laugh. The Joker laugh, right? Like every actor who, who has played the Joker has their own Joker laugh, right? Yeah. And you just, it's just assumed. Like he just laughs. That's just what he does. He laughs all the time. You don't even really think it through. Like where is this coming from? Like why does he do this? Like the fact that they just explained that alone in this movie, I was pumped like if you haven't seen the movie i'm so sorry i don't mean to spoil too much well, um, you know, hey it's on hbo now yeah they are good but when he ha- when he bursts into laughter he looks like he is in agonizing pain like he doesn't want to be laughing but his it says like you know um he has a card that says i was i have brain trauma I cannot control this laughter that happens sometimes, which is a real thing. Like this is actually a condition I've seen commercials on TV. Like if you find yourself laughing here, this medicine can help you. I've seen that on TV. So um, it was just so cool to actually have that explained in a movie about the Joker. Something that we take so for granted, which is the laughter to kind of have that and to see him struggling through that and the awkward positions it puts him in constantly Oh, dude, I was, I was just eating it up. I loved it. I, now it didn't feel, the whole time I was going, all right, when's he going to be Joker? <laughs> like, when yeah. is he going to stop getting beat up? Like, when is he going to like take on some people and act like the Joker that I love for being kooky and uh, very violent? <laughs> um, so I, I, that's the only thing that I personally was, I just wanted to see him rise up eventually like i was waiting for his joker moment yeah um and i'm glad they gave it to me it's just yeah i'm very eager to see where they go from here because i want to see the i want to see him being the joker um, a little bit not just his was
1: he the joker in the end oh lord was it all in his head and then that's the other institution
2: the whole time okay so that's my rave here's my rant the podcast of you guys talking about this movie is my rant because i went in as a fan i went in not knowing all the drama like of the director and the s- statement and what you know it, i if you guys can explain that more i just your podcast shined a whole different light on the movie for me i mean
1: you you kind of hit the nail on the head it was Basically, the way you said you didn't want to see this movie in theaters, yeah. a million other people sent uh, an entire mom's group felt, felt like but I wanted a, to see an it, entire just the gun theater. violence survivors group sent like yeah. letters. Yeah, like, yeah, there there were uh, the feeling you felt resonated with but millions of other people.
2: That's the no, thing, though. You, I had no... But you're Janelle Wheeler mom. and
1: you're cool. You're like a unicorn. We, we've established <laughs> this. But, like, other people are not the same way. They're a lot more aggro. I, they so took like, it personally. Yeah, and they okay. didn't want this out there. Um, there were people... I mean, South Park even made a, an episode called Mexican this. Joker, like, where the whole premise was people... The things that people are scared of, they build up to be even worse and cause these right. things that they're so scared of because of their yeah. treatment of... Yeah. Because of acting out of fear. Right. And so, like that was the whole thing and there was this whole discussion about fear culture and like what were we doing and Mm -hmm. is Joker really going to cause a madman or is us saying Joker is going to cause a shoot up going to cause a shoot up you know is like and all that stuff and so Todd that all came down on Todd Phillips who is not the uh, diplomatic acrobat of (sighs) of like
3: no, public no. relations <laughs> and is a kind no. of an
1: acerbic dark comedian type and so you throw that Which together. Which I
2: get as well like I yeah. like that. Yeah. And so. Mass
1: PR like in yeah. mass press And that across. just fueled And Joaquin Phoenix on top
3: of that like mm-hmm. yeah.
1: That's just so. fuel
3: yeah it was very much a brush fire and it kept yeah. building state and, and I there was it was very much that there was a segment of people that were against it and yeah. rallying there's another segment of people and like Kofi mentioned, like, you know, I, our wives and and other people that I know were just like, nah, I don't need this in my yeah. life right now. I'm going to vote with my dollar and not go see it. And that's what they did. Right. And they right. didn't like start a petition. All right. No. They didn't go yeah. No. I mean, I was still said, super nah, excited
2: about it. I was yeah. ready. I'm like, oh, I can't wait until this comes out. Yeah. I'll probably end up buying it. Like, I love the Joker. I support anything Joker. I literally bought these headphones because they're Joker green. Like, I <laughs> love joker but yeah i get that okay yeah but i also didn't understand like the whole statement of the director like saying about the comedy and how like movies are oh okay dying yeah yeah, Yeah. that was a lot
3: of things and that feeds into like kofi's thing of like he didn't handle that very well okay to be honest if he had never just said that, I feel like we wouldn't have, like, those, uh, half of People those discussions were the taken place. But it was a stupid statement. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, he said wrong. a it lot was, of... It was stupid. <laughs> like, from our
1: perspective, he said a, ve- a lot of, like, questionably not intelligent things yeah. to say, not not intelligent as in they were, I disagree with his points or I'm judging his mentality, but, like, you got to know when to hold him and know when to fold them. And, like, yeah. there was a time to fold them, like, when, when you're doing PR and when you're getting major awards
3: circuit and like you're going to that level, right? Of, Your movie's uh, making yeah. almost a billion at the at the box office, and you're getting like Oscar yeah. discussions. Let, hey, take a win. Don't yeah. don't, don't him throw him and fuel. him and Joaquin and Phoenix came out
1: swinging like the whole time, so yeah. it was kind of a crazy ride. But it's good now that Loved like you're separate, now like my wife is like me again. It's now changed. Like you, like right. my wife now wants to absolutely so. Oh, Joker's on HBO. I absolutely want to see this now it's over yeah. there's the theaters are over like you know the awards all the it's died down and they can just mm-hmm. sit and watch it she now she wants to check this out so
2: i'm it's i good. love it's interesting
1: it to hear that experience from you yeah very but, much yeah
2: and also my other rave is animal crossing i always <laughs> said that i didn't get it i don't understand this is like an mmo but for little kids and now i'm obsessed and i can't stop playing it so
1: you became everything you hate. I know this. I love
2: it. It's the most adorable thing. I, I can't even tell you how many times I say the word cute while playing i'm like cute oh that's so cute oh it's so cute look at she's so cute and i'm i'm like i gotta
3: stop saying that word
2: (laughs) stop i was driving myself Uh, crazy
3: you've fallen for tom Nook. it's so good though man somebody
1: locked up in there with you man that's rough
2: All (laughs) all right no it's just my whole community of people on twitch i'm just like oh my god they're like okay what's the cute count so you, you should tell us
1: that because we got editors. We'll make a super <laughs> cut. All right.
2: Oh, my gosh.
1: Yeah. All
3: right. So, Matt, take it away. You're uh, taking out this whole show, buddy. So you got to do it in the allotted time. So, okay. Uh, All right. I will run through uh, my Rants arrays Rays real quick because Janelle has WWE Network now, right? You still have it. Correct? Do you still have it? I'm all about that Undertaker, yes. Right, okay, so um, uh, my rave so is... So um, We've had the chance to... I feel to, like a failed parent. <laughs> uh, we've had the chance to review uh, the first couple episodes of Undertaker, The Last Ride, which is a uh, d- documentary that followed him from... Uh, over the last few WrestleManias. And for those who don't know The Undertaker, I mean, it's very much like, he's always part of the discussions of, you know, do we let a legend be a part-timer and we bring them back for big shows and does that take away from newer stars? And there's always all this discussion kind of around legends like The Undertaker and a few are bigger than him. What this really does, and episode three comes out this week, um, is really shine a light on how how much pain toll, physical toll this kind of his career has taken on him you really get a close eye look of like how much work is put in just to appearing a couple times a year i mean you know at one point you see this guy has had uh at least he you know he's had at least uh 17 surgeries or something some ridiculous what? amount he's had some ridiculous Damn. at one point he's in getting a sounds sub, like frankenstein he's that he's getting a hip yeah, replacement his second hip and he's like, the doctor's asking, so have you ever had surgery? And he's laughing to his wife because he's like, well, here we go. So he's like, I've had my fingers here. I've had this done. I've had my, like, his knees, his back. His like, he's had so many surgeries. And, you know, just to keep doing this. And it's, we often look at, like, these legends come back and it's like, oh, well, they're just here for one show. And it's just for the name. But, like. To watch him get ready and like the physical toll of doing a surgery, rehabbing, and then getting in shape for the show, and then he takes so much damage in that show, like it's it's crazy to see the cycle, and you really get to see the the human behind the icon. It's really well done. Um, they're each an hour long, and they and they take a look at it's a very honest uh, look at the at the business as well as uh, his like relationship with his wife, who was also a former star. Um, very much recommend the first two episodes are on network. Now uh, the third one will come out on Sunday. Uh, so definitely so check good. out for our review. Uh, but yeah, very, very good. There's it's five like a titles. reality
2: TV show, but real. Yeah.
3: And, it, and <laughs> it's, it's it gives you a whole new appreciation. I mean, I've never been the biggest undertaker fan. I like he's my
2: favorite,
3: but I've never been like, yeah, like he's my favorite, yeah. but it, this whole new appreciation is definitely worth a shot. Also and for all uh,
2: wrestlers, honestly, oh, because they're every single one of them are just like you hear about these young people. They're like 28 years old. They've had two neck surgeries. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy.
3: And, and this is cool too, for people who are fans of the people he's wrestled against. Cause it's also an honest view of them. Cause the cameras followed him around all the time. So like Roman Reigns, John Cena, Triple H, uh, the Saudi Arabia ones coming up this episode and that should be interesting. So, you know, you also see it from his wife's perspective of like, I thought you know you were going to retire, I thought you were going to kind of step away, and now that you feel better, you're going to hop in the ring, and what does that mean? Very interesting stuff. Um, so I definitely recommend that. I will also say that I was surprised today when uh, 2K revealed that uh, the Mafia trilogy that's coming, which is a full remaster of uh, the Mafia 1, which that comes in August, and then Mafia 2 is getting a remaster, and Mafia 3 is getting a remaster. Those are out today which I was like, there's a lot of that today of like, hey, this is out now. And that was just like a regular thing today. So that's cool. So if you're looking for something to play, you can evidently play that now. And then if you go ahead and buy the bundle, you get like all three whenever they release. Um, I also wanted to give a quick shout out because this was cool. I don't know if anyone uh, saw my Twitter, but um, one of the fans of the show, Elliot Dixon, uh, did an awesome piece of artwork and has me, has my face... And it's cardiac. It's on cardiac, right? Like it's a full like what? drawing. It looks so dope. It's so Let's cool. Go look it up. Uh, so it's it's awesome. We wanted to say thank you. That's such a cool thing. Uh, I know. You know, Janelle obviously said like Joker would be hers because she's like a big fan of Joker. Well,
2: are we doing villains or heroes?
3: Just in general. Just okay. in general. If you, if you Got were it. to have one, I would imagine Joker, right?
2: Probably. Uh, yeah. Kofi or Doctor would you, Strange.
3: Who would yours be? Who would my what? If you had to have yourself like if you were gonna have yourself drawn as as a as a superhero or a villain, who would it be? Oh, um I'd probably do like a venom thing. Be a venom?
1: Venom. Just asking. Just asking would do something creepy like the question, just me with no face, no facial features. I would
2: probably be the Jared Leto joker just because it's a little sassier. It's a little sassy. I was drawn as like the the Heath version, and I just looked like, not like myself.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you looked creepy. Yeah, I yeah, just not. I
2: didn't. I looked ma- kind of man, kind of like a man. Uh, oh, man. But yeah, j- the sexy character. The, like Leonard, a 80s Joker. throwback
1: androgynous Joaquin Phoenix Joker. There you go.
2: I would. Yeah. I mean, there's a million things. I could be oh. on the face of Edward Scissorhands. Doctor Strange, I'd be all I'm over Strange the place. Be too. No,
1: but I'd um, rather do Venom. I mean, in classic Palpatine Sith Lord type stuff is like you know favorite. that fits. That yeah, that no. very much fits. Yeah. Uh,
3: before I move on to comics, just want to give a quick tease. Uh, by we're going to actually have a really cool uh, Power Rangers panel event that we're doing over at Comic Book. Uh, so stay tuned for the website for those official details whenever they go. Uh, live, but that is a pretty cool thing we're working on for the fellow Power Rangers fans. Moving in the comics, uh, Marvel released their well, next- rapid fire. Let's I am rapid fire. Marvel released their next schedule of books. You can head to comicbook.com to check out uh, all the books that are coming over the next two months. The big things though is that Empire is going weekly once it starts hitting, which will be at the very oh, end of May, oh, uh, which is huge for like a major event that was going to be their pillar event, and now it's going to pop out every week. I'm very curious to see how that uh, yeah. works out. Uh, We also have uh, The Return of Marauders. I'm so happy. It's in like just next week is The Return of Marauders. I've missed Marauders so much. Um, And then another thing uh, that popped out today in that same thing was Deceased, uh, a new series, Hope at World's End. It fills in some of the time gaps from uh, the spinoff series and the other series, the sequel, comes out later this year. So this kind of fills in some time in between, follow some big heroes. The first issue of that is out now. You can literally go read it now. Uh, it's a digital first series, so Tom Taylor is working on it. Can't recommend that more. So as far as this week's Wednesday core releases are, uh, we have Ironheart 2020, number one. DC, uh, Deceased Unkillables, number three. The Ludocrats, number one, the brand new series. Uh, We also have Disaster Inc, a brand new series, number one. Wonder Woman uh, 755, 755 really, 755, (laughs) can't talk today. Uh, Hawkeye Freefall, number five. Buffy the Vampire Slayer, number 14. And Star Wars Adventures, Clone Wars, number one, which does take place in the Clone Wars universe. So I know Kofi will probably dig that. That is your comics.
1: All right. Thank you, Matt. That'll do it for this episode of comic book nation. We want to thank you guys for uh, riding with us during these quarantine arcs. We put up new episodes every Wednesday and Friday where you can subscribe to our RSS feed and get new alerts about when new episodes are going up, or you can subscribe on your favorite listening platform. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, iHeart radio, uh, Google podcasts and Google playlist. You can tell any Amazon Alexa device to fire up comic book nation podcast, and it'll start playing for you. And you can catch our beautiful faces on comicbook.com YouTube. If you want to talk to us about anything we talked about on the show, you can always find us at the hashtag
2: comic book nation, or you can hit me up at Kofi Outlaw. You can hit me up at Janelle Wheeler. Sorry, I was waiting for Matt. I'm also on Twitch. If you want to play Animal Crossing together. Master <laughs> Gentleman,
3: he always goes ladies first. <laughs> and you can find me at Matt Aguilar, CB. There
1: you go. I feel like there's something else I usually say at the end, but I'm forgetting right now. Oh, yes, we will be back in the studio one day. I'm beginning to drift away from the memory of the studio. It seems Uh like another life ago. But, uh, yes, one day after the quarantine arc ends, we will be back in the studio, and we give away T-shirts to uh, anybody whose five-star iTunes review we read on the show, and we're just piling up more and more of this. We want to make Jim, producer Jim Viscardi take on a second job just sending t-shirts. <laughs> so go on iTunes, leave us five-star reviews because when we get back in the studio, we're going to do a crazy rundown of everybody who took some quarantine time to leave us a five-star and get you guys some t-shirts. So be sure to do that. That'll do it for this episode of Comic Book Nation. As I said, we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Thank you for tuning in with us. Be well, stay connected, and uh, see you later. Peace. Deuces.